Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. This episode is titled, Amazon and Comicsology. What changes can we expect? It originally aired February 2nd, 2022. My name is Scott Wakefield. I'm the co-creator of Team Patriots with my good buddy Rory Boyle, who joins us down there uh, in his underground bunker that is uh, unheated. Apparently, he is more <laughs> attractive headwear why don't i go around, <laughs> around the loop here let rory say hello we'll go rory to barb robin and aaron great to be here like scott said i'm the uh, co-creator of steve patriots with him and i'm hailing from almost very wintry central ohio barb barb over there in mild and beautiful minisconsin where are you Barb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah we actually are pretty mild compared to the rest of the country for once yeah. And Scott, your mouth does not match up with what's coming uh, sound. It never does. <laughs> I, I he's, always, it, he's always got a little delay. I'm Barb Kelberg, uh, CFO of Silverline, uh, inker, creator, colorist, and uh, my, I have my own book, Divinity. So Cooking bottle washer. Yeah. <laughs> well, we no, all, that's, we, that's, that's rolling. He's we rolling. all... Bottle counter. <laughs> bottle counter. Yeah, she's the bottle counter. Yeah, yeah. there you go. The bottle counter. Well, wear, right. wear a lot of hats when uh, when Roland. We're like the Avengers, right? He he assembles. We come in. We take care of business as we need to. Not nearly as cool or as effective as the Avengers. A lot slower. A well, lot see, less that was, action. That was kind of the whole idea when we started Silver Lineup. Was that last time uh, Roland did it? He was he was everything. He did everything, and it was just too much. So he mm-hmm. says. If we do this, we get it off the ground. Um, everybody's got to jump in with what their strength is and kind of help out. And yeah. I says, "Well, you know, I just I just retired after 20 years of being an accountant." He goes, "You're the CFO." Yeah. That's how that happened. <laughs> That's right. You, when you bring up an idea that 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 that, that volunteers you, right? That's oh yeah. well, this this would be a perfect project for you. <laughs> okay, hey Rob, you um, say hello. It, tell tell folks who you are. I am Rob Davis. I am the penciler inker of Twilight Grimm with writer R.A. Jones. Uh, I've also my biggest claim to fame for comics fans is I worked on the Star Trek books for Malibu and DC back in the 1990s. I'm working on a commission piece as as we talk tonight, but uh, I'm also I've also got a book coming up with uh, Ron Fortier called Boston Bombers. It's a follow-up to a book that Ron did back in the in the late '80s, early '90s with Per Caliber, and uh, I've been trying to talk him into doing it for years. And I finally said, "Well, if I draw it, will you write it?" And he says, "Yes." So I think he snookered me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but anyway, quiet. there's a theme going on. Getting <laughs> rope, rope yeah, and doing work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ra also yeah. co-writes Divinity with me. Yes. Yes. All right, and Aaron, say hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, Aaron. Hey. Anything else? That, no. Well, <laughs> that's, that's it. 
Aaron Aaron has okay, has, we're done. has arted a few pages. I know he has a, uh, a an Opus Magnum, right? That you've that the ink is still drying on. Yes. Yeah, or? yeah. It's, well, there's no ink actually on okay. it. I didn't ink it, but but the pencil's drying on it. I, I'm working on that tonight, and I'm I'm encountering what our all artists do when you get to the end of a project, you drag your feet. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gotta get it. Yep. Get it done. Get it um, done. And then I'm doing. I did Fire Rush, and I'm doing Obsoletes coming up, and I'm jumping into the second issue of that once I'm done with this, and that should be fun. Uh, but yeah, this, this will hopefully be finished by next week. I am taking time to purpose it. I just, you know, you try to finish some, and then I have client work come in or something. He's like, "Hey, you free?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, yeah, I guess." I need money, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I should probably work. I guess. Yeah. Are you free? Well, it depends on whether yeah, you're going to exactly. Yeah, no problem. Exactly. We are talking the business of comic books, and it's always changing. It is. It, it is a long uh, history of comics and their incarnation with sequential art moving to where we are today and how it's distributed and how it gets in people's hands and how people consume it and with digitization and, and all this sort of stuff we have uh, lots and lots of changes and just like technology and everything seems to be changing faster and faster and faster we uh we have amazon and comiXology what what's the skinny bar this is i don't want to throw you under the bus here and make you give us the info but can you can you give us the short and condensed version of what's happening in the industry we don't um, have to meet you in an alley to hear this, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have combined forces. I, I actually don't know a lot about comicsology because I don't, I don't read the digital comics. But they're a cloud-based digital platform that, that you can get, like, like 75, I don't know, 75 million, 200 million, 200 million comics, at least, uh, digital comics from their platform. And I, I think that includes new releases. And so Amazon yep. has now acquired them and they are going to be closing down their platform very yep. shortly. And I know that they, this was discussed last year, but it was delayed for quite a while. And now it's just finally gone through. Was, uh, really? Because I thought, because every time, I mean, Mary, every time I read on Cosmicology, every time I sign up, I have to sign in through Amazon. Amazon so maybe yeah. it was something that there was still... Because I thought they were bought by Amazon a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe No, they, now they're... From what, what, I'm, what I'm understanding, too, is what Barb said. They're, they're shutting down and it's just going to go straight from Amazon. It has been an Amazon company for, for quite a while. Yes, but you could get... But actually, oh, they're dissolving the Cosmicology platform. Yes, the website's going to oh, okay. go away. And from what I've been reading on Bleeding Cool, there are some bugs yeah. <laughs> yeah gee amazon and bugs huh yeah. <laughs> uh. but it's it's still there it's still there i gotta go to comicsology.com uh and i just well, i see. mean what doesn't amazon own exactly at this oh my goodness yeah, yeah. they own pharmaceutical company now too yeah bezos yeah what does yeah. that own um and yeah. the, the the thing that i'm i'm hearing on bleeding cool is that um all right, I'm going to read you the straight off of Bleeding Cool okay. right? comment section. Okay. Not all new releases appear in the new release section on the Amazon site. <laughs> this week, there are 213 new releases on the Comicsology site. On the Amazon site, when viewing all new releases, it ca- caps out at 60. Oh, that's... Unless you know mm. the exact title and issue number of something that doesn't appear in the new release section and then do a search specific for that book, there will be no way to find it. That seems like a rather big bug to me. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a big bug. But. Yeah, if, if I had a new release and I wanted uh, it to be featured. Yeah. That. So, so do yeah. we think and, a, a platform like. What's that? Well, oh, do we do we think is, a platform like Comixology is is a good thing in in general? Do we do we like this this digital comic well, option? I I like well a lot of people like uh, the, the the digital option because it, number one it saves on space. I mean, I don't know about oh, you guys, yeah. but I got so many friggin' long boxes long box. that <laughs> you know, uh, and I'm trying I'm trying to downsize, and uh, the same thing goes for my books. I have I have bookcases and bookcases full of books but i've also got two or three hundred books on my kindle yeah you know yeah and in a in a in a society where we're supposed to be going trying to be uh more ecology conscious um and not use you know resources like paper i think digital is a really good way to go and a lot of people really do like digital uh books the thing is that what i want to what i stress is that comiXology was all about comics. I mean, that was their focus. Amazon is not focused on just on comics. Amazon's got 400 million other focuses besides just comics. So I think comics is going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I I don't, I don't know the answer to this, but I just assume with cosmicology, um, like Roland said, it's like, they think, comics so granted cosmicology and they don't i think it's it's people still pirate so i think making something like cosmicology was a way to try to fight piracy but again that's why a lot of comics and cosmicology are like 99 cents because it's like we're trying to get anything like you know just get them to give 99 cents steal it yeah but 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 they don't so many people just torn them and uh and then read them. So I, it's weird. I, these pay sites for digital, I think, are ways to try to like offer some sort of payment. But I think most people still just, I mean, they just don't. I mean, not even ninety nine cents. Uh, it's just really hard to get people to pay for it. And but again, I think one of the things that has uh, trained people, especially when it comes to manga, is uh, web comics. I mean, the younger generation has grown up with free comics online. I mean, so you think like they yep. don't go to they didn't go to a comic book store and buy comics like we did. They just read them online. So the idea they'd come to a site and you want to pay for them, like, well, why should I pay for it? I got. T- I mean, you go to webtoons. I mean, they got thousands of these things. All free. so what are they making their money off of the advertisement? Okay, so so that, that's that's a trick. So how, this is they don't advertise. So I'm still fuzzy about that. I do know that if you go on webtoons, if you are, get enough views, they will actually hire you. And, and, and Webtoons is a Korean-based company, so they're they're the company, as far as I know, is Korean. Um, but they'll pay you like so much a month to post your comic because it gets in views. So they must be making money on number of views, which I don't really understand how that works. But yeah, unless they so, unless they've got some advertising involved, I don't see how what number of views right would, yeah. how that would generate any income. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, and I'm not sure. I, it, it, it's fuzzy to me a little bit. An- another way they could make money with that is the if they, if through the cookie reader or whatever they, that they uh-huh. could give mm-hmm. to you, they can then target you for advertising. They're not That's directly right. selling the advertising. They're selling your information to someone who will target you with information awesome. with, with advertising. Yeah. yeah, That's how it works. Isn't that wild? 
Yeah, that's yeah. They don't so even it's have not to like sell Russian you anything directly. Money. So yeah. that's that's why when I go on on uh, line after I've been looking at something on Amazon, all of a sudden all my ads on Facebook. Well, yeah. Oh no, gosh. Exactly. Yeah, they're always listening. And it's not, yeah. mm-hmm. not one company either, is it? It's a do- bunch of different yeah, companies with, with, with similar. Uh, so you, you you'll get added into an algorithm, and they'll think, well, if you like algorithm. this, you'll also like this <laughs> algorithm. Uh, yeah. It's like Mizura. Mizura. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but, but yeah, but that's how they make their money. They don't. It, it's it's very indirect. It's yeah. but that's how they do it. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. They're not. That's why they're able yeah. to hold it free. It, it's strange yeah. enough. It's the same way. Um, people who are like influencers, like online influencers, like, mm-hmm. like you. I've, I've watched some documentaries on this, <laughs> and what they'll do is, if you get enough, like, there's just if, if you're curious, there's one called uh, Fake Fame, I think, or Faking Fame. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> and, and they took and they took these three people that wanted to be these online influencers and tried to re- like make them into it. And the way these people started making money is by they would go on and get clicks because especially the woman got more than the guys. Two guys and a woman. The woman got more because obviously girls. And you know, I'm not trying to be sexist. It's just it's, you know honestly, it's it <laughs> just yeah. honest. Uh, she yeah, got it. Uh, started getting much more hits, and so companies would send her free stuff. And when they send her uh, free stuff, they're like oh, just you know, just you know, talk about it on your site or post it or whatever. And so the company sometimes will pay them to post stuff. So that person is making money from companies asking their the advertisers. So again, the viewers aren't paying any money towards them. They're making money in the background by these companies giving them free stuff and money to post stuff because oh, yeah, they have eyes on them. They yeah. they feature yep. them. I, I, I follow a, a mommy blog um, and she's got, she's got something on Instagram um, she's got something she's pushing every every other week, yeah. you know, all the time because uh, all of the people who want her to push this product because she's got millions of viewers, mm-hmm. right. um, you know, they'll send her all kinds of free stuff. And then, so, of course, she has to say, I use this and I just thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same and, thing. About, it's basically replacing how they used to take celebrities to sell stuff. Now they're taking people because they think, well, somebody's going to trust somebody else online. They watch every day and if they just sell them stuff, I, I never I ignore that. I usually skip over that part in videos every time mm-hmm. I do that. Um, but it's 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 a way to make money. I don't know how effective it is. I've heard it could be kind of effective, especially like in fashion and stuff. With you know, girls, you like you know, oh, I love this lipstick. Oh, yeah, I'll go out and buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's almost literally replaced direct door to door sales. It's because yeah. somebody literally they mm-hmm. turn them into salesmen, yeah. but they're not salesmen. It's like they're yeah. selling you, but so, not selling you. It's very very subtle. Yeah. They, they, this is this is how they get their uh, their leads on who to sell to. That's what this yeah. is. This is this is lead uh, fishing and, and yeah. if something is free. Yeah. You're the product. harvesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, harvesting. They're harvesting your information awesome. and uh, selling that to companies to sell you stuff. And if, yeah. the thing is, it it works. If it works enough that they can still make money. If you yeah. get one out of ten, you make money. And that you know you get you can usually get one out of ten. Yeah. yeah, and if you're yeah. getting millions at pennies, so that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. the 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 convenience of of our of our modern shopping is 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 a struggle because I I do want to I want to go to my local whatever fill in the blank I want to give those local yeah. people my business, but when I walk in the door and their product is twice as much and they don't have it on the shelf, it's really really frustrating. It's it's very yeah. hard to 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 not go. 
okay, click, 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 add to cart, and I have it day after tomorrow. It's, yeah, I have to yeah. admit that I am completely spoiled with online shopping. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, yeah, I would rather poke are. a needle in my eye than go shopping out of, of my house. Yeah. <laughs> I, the most women is, love to shop, course, not me. Well, this and is the strange enough. The one has thing. Made that oh, even worse. What's the that? Pandemic has yeah, made that even yeah. Worse. yeah. The, 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 that's a whole. That's a big topic about like how do how the little guys survive with this? With but but you're but you're right. It it the convenience and so I, I have two minds of it because I could say I'm not using a typewriter or riding a horse anymore. Sorry, horse manufacturers. I am not going <laughs> to buy your horse anymore. I am going horse to, always wins. Right. I'm yeah. going to ride. Uh, you ride in an automobile. Um, so that's just the nature of it. I'm not. I'm not buying candles to light my house i have i have a few light bulbs here if yeah, you believe bug, that buggy whips aren't made yeah, anymore exactly so <laughs> i i hate to say it's the, it's the march of progress but sometimes really like do you you do lose uh you, you lose that the, the local if you're if you're putting locals out of business I, oh, it's, a, it's such a tough balance well, and the then thing, oh, go ahead. oh yeah the other thing stores give you is they give you the browsing scene this is this yeah. is my biggest problem with online online ordering yeah. is convenient yeah but most of the people that are throwing stuff in your face are corporations that got the money to do it. Like yeah. if you go, like how many times you gone to a comic book store and just like come across a comic, like hey, I didn't even know this right. exists. This is awesome. That's very hard to do online because yes. they want to cater your search yeah. to what you think you're interested in. Mm-hmm. So the chances of you coming across like a silver line book, that's what the power yeah. of browsing in mortar stores, like brick and mortar stores, give mortar? you that the internet. Yeah, mortar. Mortar. I'm headed there with my ring. <laughs> it is. Um, but that's the thing. I mean, I go to the comic shop and look around, and I find all sorts of just stuff I've never even heard mm-hmm. of. And online can't do that for you. Yep. And it also is annoying because the little guy online, like when we try to promote our stuff, it's very hard to get through the corporations that have yeah. got the money to push the stuff to the forefront yep. and like just right. overshadow you. And that's another thing that I that I read in the comments on this uh, is that uh, I mean the little guy is going to get totally buried. He says yeah. um, under the new release area there are filters for thirteen publishers. Mm-hmm. On Comicsology there are filters for uh, about a hundred and seventy five plus publishers. So yes, so that means that only the the top thirteen are ever going to be featured. I mean we're yeah the little guy so- screwed. So, but but I, I, I'm wondering, and I, I don't know, um, is it really a big problem then? If they're if they're doing such a poor job of presenting comic books, will consumers realize oh, this sucks? I don't want to shop on this website with all of these op with or or with not the options. It sucks. Yeah. Is it going to push them away from from the digital option? Well, I or and are here, people just going to give up on Here's it? another one: you cannot search for titles by publisher on the Amazon site. So like if a silver line was on there, you can't see. Yeah. So on Comixology, you can see hmm. all titles alphabetically yeah. for publishers and browse them to make purchases. Now, something else that Roland said earlier on was that uh, Comixology does not make the money that people think it, thinks yeah. it makes. No, it doesn't. So maybe this was a, uh, was a decision on their part it's, because they... It's got to be a money decision, yeah. It, it's basic survivability. It, yeah. it's, unfortunately, oh. that's... I mean, you see that even in video games, you see this a lot. Like a smaller company will make a hit, and it's like great and all. And then the bigger companies, EA, yep. is classic for this. Comes out and buys up the company, and then okay, make this, and they control the company. And then the the next game doesn't do well, and they just they dissolve the company. They just boom. 
Cosmicology probably was bought by Amazon. And there's a lot of people that will make that stuff to be sold to bigger companies. I mean, I worked with some oh, yeah. guys that would, I mean, they made a um, electronic cigarette company. But the whole goal was not to make the company, it was to make it. And they made this infomercial and all this. I helped with the artwork on some of that just to sell it. The whole goal is to sell it. Yeah. They didn't want yeah. to run it. And so Cosmicology could be people of that mindset. They just made that to be sold to a bigger bigger so, fish. So things get are going to be lost in the vast morass swamp of Amazon. Do you think that's going to open up the possibility for another company to come along and pick up the crumbs that are that Comixology is leaving behind? That's that's what I've thought. Like cuz the one thing that I have I seen so. is I there's there's a ton of when it comes to web comics there's most of them are manga and stuff you don't mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of places to post western style comics cosmicology was kind of it and they did a pay model i think i did the see the one thing i did like about cosmicology they had a subscription model they had this thing called unlimited we mm-hmm. pay six months and then you could just read all sorts of crazy stuff and i would find a lot of interesting mm-hmm. books I never heard of yeah. and just check them out um so that was that Give you was, access yeah. to all kinds of graphic novels yeah. and stuff that you would never think to look at otherwise. And I could see that doing that for American comics, but again, it's it's the web the web comic sites really are just these the portals to people that to put whatever they want, you know, and they're not really you know monitored. I mean, you could put anything on webtoons, and I don't think the company is really going to come down on you. I don't think you could put pornography on there, but I I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tried it. And they just because there's so many. Um, but again, it's it's a weird way, like Rob Davis said, of making money. It's so once you try to get money from the the reader, the, oh no, they don't want that. But if you can find a way to get money from them without taking it directly from them and get it from another industry or business or like advertisers, that's how that works. But then you got to have the eyes on your site, and Webtoons is huge, and that's how that works too. Do you have so, any comics that you follow on Webtoons? I, there were a few that I did. Webtoons is mostly a lot of like um, romance comics, manga, yeah. and stuff. It's it's geared towards younger people, which I, that's totally fine. It's not really my thing. That's why when I put my godlings on Webtoons, it is. I've been posting on there for like over a year, or year or two. It, it barely gets any attention because it's not. Two. It's not geared towards that. Two years. I know. Yeah, I, I I'm following two series on Webtoons. Yeah. But my my book barely gets any views, and and I don't take it personally. One, I don't set up my comic to be formatted for like there's a certain format they do that's a scrolling up for webtoons, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and I don't really I don't really find I don't really want to put in the effort. I know that sounds lazy to tear apart my comic and reorganize it for free views. <laughs> like I, I'm giving this to you for free. I mean, can you just take it as it is? No, you mean rip it up so they can read it on the phone? Because I've heard people that have you know, decided to do that, tear up their comics or format it for like a, a, a phone and they get more nah, hits. But again, hits yeah. doesn't translate the money. That's the big thing. It's like, yeah, more people reading your comic, you're still not getting it, you know. Um, that's the hardest part is translating the um, the views to money and a lot of them do merchandise. Like I know, like I think um, Laura Olympus does a lot of merchandise or collects it in the books and people like to own a little bit. So the idea behind web comics is... Um, there's a cosmicology. No, it's not. 
It's cosmicology. It's comics. There's S in cosmicology. Comic comicsology. It's okay. Okay, Roland so, says roll, so, yeah. yeah, so consider asking why are they doing this in the first place? Yeah. Um maybe yeah, comicsology is not doing comicsology. Comicsology is not doing well. Um do, do we think that possibly it might yeah, it might that's, be a dying. Yeah, that's what we were it's, saying it's, earlier. So that, they've got to yeah. they got to bring it into the fold. Yeah. And, and 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 nurse it along, probably I would say probably for its ultimate demise, or to just not yeah. care, not to care about it, you know. Yeah, well, I think doesn't DC Marvel have their own online? They Marvel, used to go to Cosmic has, yeah, and now they yeah. go. Yeah, I think they go yeah, have their own do. online thing. Yeah. yeah, you could you could buy Marvel's yeah. whatever. Uh, I don't right. know, unlimited. That's not the work thing, but um, and and you could read, you could read, you know, from number one to the current issue. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't I don't I don't want to divert from the business side of it too much, but like my personal, I, Aaron, you saying you can read anything and everything. I think I do think that's awesome. I have a hard time with digital comics, and I feel yeah, like same. like a geezer. I like I like I can't do. I just I want the pages. I want the page turn. I don't want. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's it's the same thing with me. Like I I like digital books. Barbie said it too. You can take a thousand books with you, and I and I mm-hmm. I do that. I've got my my Kindle. And I can take a thousand books with me and I love it. But if I need to, if I'm learning something, like if I'm reading something to learn, I do not like it. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. Cause I can't yeah. find, I know if I, I can't dog ear a page, I can't, it's, mm-hmm. I know you can bookmark, but I yeah. hate digital, like scrolling or. Yeah, or going, right, it, well, there's something yeah. very satisfying. Yeah. 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 If, if and you own what you, you physically own what right. you spent your money on. So, yeah. so with a comic you, book, if you don't have power, you can throw it into the fire. I, it has, it I has love, intrinsic value. It yeah. exists in your hands. Yeah. In, you, you know what? Difference. I was really proud. My 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 16-year-old, uh, she had me order a, um, a CD, but a, it's a, it was a full like uh, album with art and liner notes. Ooh, yeah. And But then I said, um, how are you going to play? these cds <laughs> we don't have we have a cd player in the living room but she doesn't sit in the living room and listen to music yeah. so when, she's like i'll buy her a disc mm, man. yeah i'm gonna have to buy, yeah. buy her a disc man <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was proud because she's like Non-skip. i want to own it i want the liner notes and i want the artwork and i thought that's yeah. really cool good for you i was really proud of her um that she actually thought of that and it, um so but with comic books like, i love I love going like I like looking back at the cover or like okay wait who is who is this guy or you know you can you, you turn back three pages and you see okay this mm-hmm. is what happened in that scene uh, I there's it's it's so so much better I'm not against the digital version it's just that I just they just don't there's they're lacking at well, least I think also the other thing too is um eye eye strain the computer's yeah. shining light into your eyes that that bothers yeah, me I mean big. I can only sit in front of a computer so long and then and and printed comics don't do that they're much easier in the eyes and stuff. Um, that's mm-hmm. always been my problem. It's just like I, this is. I mean, again, people always go like, "Well, I sit at the computer all day. Why are you fatigued?" And it's like, "Well, one, you're sitting that way that whole time, and the second, yeah. you're having light shine into your eyes, and it just it just gets to you after a while." Um, yep. So that that I think is one reason. And the digital, I I don't know. I I like I I, I read comics set up to be flipped the page, and I know yep. a lot of digital do the scrolling up, and that's just for phones because everyone's supposed yeah. to read on their phones. Um, but there is a language, and I think so much of comics is built as a book to read, to flip the page, and you lose that when you're scrolling. So mm-hmm. digital has got it's it's a new language, but it's not the language I'm been spending all this years trying to understand. Yeah, like I understand yeah. the book flipping language. I don't understand, and I don't really what? want to go back and relearn right. the language of scrolling <laughs> up and down. I don't. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I'm, so maybe uh, why, I'm too old for that. Why does wanna... Rob still work on paper? Exactly. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, I work I on paper with all my stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's a question. Why, why, because because there's a there's something to it that, and I and I I'm lazy. I don't want to learn how to do it digitally. <laughs> I've got, I I probably will start doing some stuff digitally, but I also like having this in my hands when I'm done. Yeah. And I can take yeah. it to a show and I can show it to people. You can, so I can sell it. Sell to it you. to them if they yeah. want that. Yeah. Whereas with digital, all you're selling them is a copy. I guess that's yeah. like an NFT. But, yeah, like, yeah. I, those are those do not yeah, make ridiculous. Any, yeah, yeah. So sense. let's transition into NFTs and uh, uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> <if you> could. <laughs> no, please, no, sure. no. Rory, <laughs> Rory, you had so, a question. Yeah, so here's a here's a question. Say, talking about languages. Say we Silverline made it big in Japan, right? We have to re-release everything in Japanese. You have, to, you have to move those word bubbles around to accommodate a different language because the characters could be fewer or more, take up more yeah. space. How do you accommodate each cell, each panel? Mm-hmm. Would it and, and change you have the to flow? Change them all to read right back to, left. to, back to yeah. front. Yeah, right. some they've quit mm. doing that in some. Yeah, uh, but it is they, you know, and it's just I, I do think, there, and the one thing is, is I don't know how much collectability there is in manga. Manga's always been, even in Japan, has made the more like, especially the Shonen Jump, the magazine is more disposable. You read your comics. Yeah, it's a it's a throwaway story. It's it's like a newspaper type deal. Right. American comics have that collectability factor that I think, of Mm -hmm. course, is highly lost when you go digital. You you can't get it. I think that's why we still hold on to comic book stores and stuff. Um, I, I do think there is almost two crowds between American and manga. It's just unfortunately the ones who are in the manga are the young kids with all the disposable income. And so they they read it. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's weird. I mean, like I said, I go to shows and, like, if I'm next to somebody who is selling manga, whatever, oh, they just get a thousand more traction than I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Verbatim. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Unless I'm selling hot, naked women, uh, you know, or hot, naked men, take your pick. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. You know, but yeah. it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, Roland, no. Roland chimed in for Rory. Uh, digital lettering is relatively easy to translate. So, yeah. 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 It um, is. Now, he also well, said almost, some, yeah. He also said something about he uh, questioning the profitability of comicsology. And yeah. Yeah. do you think that's because it's so easy to pirate uh, of digital comics? And how, how does that happen? A lot of times, yeah. Roland and uh, they talked about this, and so like you can have one guy go and buy an issue of uh, Batman, so, and I I could do this at home. I could t- I have a scanner, so I could just yeah. sit there and scan the whole book in, throw it into a PDF, yeah. and throw it on a torrent. And that one torrent, thousands of people will read. So it's the idea of I'm taking one comic, you, you're buying one comic, and thousands of people are reading it. Now, it used to be it, you would trade comics with your friends, but the power of the internet makes it you can trade that comic with thousands of people. And so people just show up, and all it takes is one dude translated one comic, throw it on the tour, so he's, and he's just fed everyone. He's physically scanning this stuff in and then yeah. just sharing it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sharing yep. a floppy exactly. apart. If, if you're doing physical, and even digital, you can sit there and take screenshots. And well, I was just going to say, weird. screenshots, yeah. Yeah, on your computer, you can just sit there and take a page and screenshot. It might take a little bit, but... People do all, all sorts of stuff. I mean, and, and this isn't the problem with comics. I mean, movies have been battling piracy for years. Music gave up. Music said, fine. And yeah. they, they, they don't make music albums anymore. People make music hits. But, like, the idea of an album or piece, rarely do they make them anymore. So music just got literally destroyed by this. Movies, 
I think Netflix and the streaming services have kind of saved them a little bit. Uh, but movie theaters were doing horrible, and the print media. It just the thing about it is people don't. If you get it off the internet for free, people don't see it as stealing. Right. It's a weird. It, it thing. is a, it is a modern, relatively modern mindset like, and yeah. expectation that stuff should be free because exactly all your, all your apps and then and then if in the yeah thank you Rory and the. Uh, the, in the apps, you get your micro purchases. If mm-hmm. once you have it and you want to expand on it, I think yes. um, like uh, all those Farmville and Farm Town games, exactly. uh, the Facebook <laughs> games, that was Andy really Crush, one of the big. Yeah. So, so really, you get these all those micro purchases. You get in the game for free, and and that is part of it is it is a relatively modern mindset. It should be free. It's online. It should be free. Yeah. Music should be well, and a streaming service. You are paying a monthly, but you have a free option. It should be free, and so yeah. Uh, with with the games, every app is just about free with ads, and then you yeah. can pay to get rid of the ads, or pay to get the the avatar, or the clothing, or the yeah. or the, uh, the the wallpaper. I don't know what you you know the, the skin um, to to do that. But yeah, you're right. Then people have that if it's off the internet. If it's a you grab an image that's obviously a copyrighted image on Google. Well, I found it on Google. It's it's free. I can use it. Yeah. I can use it for my whatever. And let's not and, let's not lie to ourselves. When you companies like Disney and stuff, the only reason they make these movies is merchandise. The amount of money they make off merchandise of this movie, the movies they make is astronomical compared to the money they make from the movies. I mean, even when you hear like Spider Man did a billion dollars, yeah, but the amount of money they make off the merchandising of shirts and so is probably double that. It, it's it's not start selling muskets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's weird to think that. I mean, this, George Lucas made his fortune. He merchandised Star Wars. That's, he was one of the first ones to do yeah. that. He, yep. So. so it's weird. I mean, if we can figure out a way to merchandise, which I think we do with Silverline, it's just, it, it's, I think what it used to be easier to get people to read your stuff and get fans because your sphere of acquiring material is very limited before the internet. You had to go to your store. You had to go get, you know, your friends knew about it, whatever. Now with the internet, the whole world at your fingertips and they try to get to the front of the line. Mm-hmm. If you're a small guy, oh man, it's like impossible. It's just imagine the corporations have massive tanks or whatever just barring you. And and these corporate like Disney, I mean, they'll just, they just got, it's the money. It's just the marketing money that just defeats the small guy. Like, is my content good? I, I think my content's good. Can I get in front of people's eyes? Yeah, but I get, like, maybe one one person seeing my stuff out of they see, like, 20 advertisers for Disney stuff a day. It's just literally mm-hmm. marketing dollars it's will just destroy. It yeah. is. It just destroys the small guy. And so yeah, a lot of these small guys, when they, get a, yeah. and when they get a chance to sell their company, like, like Cosmicology, might as well. I mean, you know, it's either go under, have no money, or sell it to them for a chunk right. of change. Yeah. yeah, it's sad, but it's it's true. So, you do know. you think that this is a ripe opportunity for somebody to jump in and cover uh, the stuff that's going to get lost on Amazon? I think I think it I think it could be. The only problem is is if I would like to know what Cosmicology was up facing against before they went to Amazon. In other words. They obviously possibly sold because they weren't making money. So we can do the same thing and lose money and encounter the exact same problem that Cosmicology has encountered. Yeah. So when I'm trying, and the idea is to figure out what that problem is. And like most comic book stores, I think once you take DC and Marvel away, people go away, unfortunately. 
I mean, comic shops know that. I mean, unless yeah. you're selling Marvel and DC, once you take those out, they, I guess they got to live off manga, but like Image and stuff. I mean, Image, even though it's big, I mean, what? Their biggest series, like Invincible and Walking Dead, Saga. That's three out of how many they, yeah. they publish? Those are the three biggest ones. Marvel and DC, the entire universe is yeah. huge. It's, so it's just, yeah, it just sucks. For a small but, company. Um, but- for a small company, you pray for that one breakout book that one. becomes huge because then that brings everybody exactly. to the table, you know, to look at the other Silverline books or, you know, IDW books or whatever. Yeah. Dark Horse, I mean, I, I grew up with Dark Horse around here. I mean, they've been local for years. Um, besides the licensing book, the one thing that keeps Dark Horse in business is Hellboy. Yeah. For, See, that's for the breakout. That's, that's their, their that's, breakout. That's and it's theirs, boom, too. Because they're breaking out medals. Boom. Boom. Yeah. And I think Black Hammer from Dark Horse is doing well. But yeah, without Hellboy, because Dark Horse has lost almost all this license. I think they finally now to publish a few of their Star Wars stuff again. But, I mean, they Dark Horse made their money off Aliens, Predator, Star Wars. That was it. Now mm-hmm. they're making money. I mean, they make a lot of money selling art books for video games like Last of Us and stuff. They sell art books or whatever. Their biggest seller I was reading was they did a book on the history of the Legend of Zelda game. Somebody made a chronological history of the game, made a book. That was their Ooh. biggest seller out of all the books they had. Yeah, they said once they put oh, that book out, wow. just... Boom. And you wouldn't think that. You think, well, Dark Horse is no. where I would have known. It wasn't a comic. It was a book about Legend of Zelda chronological. Yeah. That was a few years ago. So it's it's weird because you think they're making money off comics. It's like, eh, yeah, they put out licensed stuff. And that, that built in audience is what's keeping the money so they can put out books like Black Hammer. So if I help, well, spend their part of that, how much money did they make, though? Is the, the thing is, you have to pay for a license. Right. You, they got to so, pay Nintendo. You know, exactly. Yeah. You got to pay them as well. So you you got to really sell a lot of copies in order to pay to pay the bills and to pay the licensor. Yeah. So that's why Hellboy's probably in the yeah. long term is more profitable. They probably just sold more yep. per volume on the Zelda book. But but yeah. Well, and I, I think I think also they probably had the some a, a percentage of the of the movie rights for mm-hmm. Hellboy. Think about that when the movie yeah. was made. I think Dark Horse made some money off that. If they didn't, they were foolish. And I think but, they but might have made some money off Sin City, but I'm not sure. I think Sin City is under I Dark Horse. I bet they Horse. did. I bet they yeah. did. So there's, there's, and well, Dark Horse has been bought out by a company that makes a lot of investments in a lot of video game companies. So you might be mm-hmm. seeing Hellboy video games and stuff coming up. So Hell, uh, Dark Horse finally sold. Um, and he, I mean, I get he's it was in business for thirty over thirty years. So you know Mike Richardson, but. Uh, it's they're considered always been like the third or fourth publisher or whatever. But yeah, without Hellboy, I know Black Hammer, but a Dark Horse and Dark Horse, I think actually puts out a, really, a lot of really good stuff. It's just a lot of it's not superhero stuff. Um, unfortunately, I read a lot of. I mean, I grew up when I went in the comic shops around here. Most of like things from another world was owned by Dark Horse, and so mm-hmm. every time you go into a comic shop, everything was covered in Dark Horse stuff. So I'm. I, I used to see it all the time. I'm used to it, but now I know most of the other country, like they don't see dark horse stuff. Very, I mean, they don't. It's not as big like it is with me. It's not like a huge display of dark horse stuff that I used to see every day. So I have a history with them. Um, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It's it's Hellboy. I mean, if they didn't have Hellboy, where would they be? It's right. like, and 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 image is that way without the Walking Dead and Invincible. 
I mean, Saga is the other one. I mean, those breakout hits keep those companies in business. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got uh, we got Phil saying, hey, Silverline peeps. Hey, oh, Phil. Hey, hey. And uh, we got a question from Cassisi, uh, a regular contributor here. This may be a weird yeah. question. Do you think that you can ever spin it and use a small catalog of merchandise to sell more books? I don't know if I understand the question. Um, like an yeah. actual catalog of? You're talking like, okay, are you, are you talking about? Specifically to Silverline? He says, uh, sounds backwards, but when I think about everyone who's into cosplay and t-shirts and then ask what the origin of the thing on the merchandise is, I almost think it may be the be uh maybe the behavior to take advantage of i see what you're saying okay so basically like if you sold a bunch of t-shirts and mugs of images say silver line stuff they'd be like well, what's this from and like oh glad you asked and then you can yeah. sell more books yeah that's an interesting idea i don't know if that would that yeah. might i mean it would depend on the art i mean if we sold it as like silver line comic art or something it might be an interest because people do like novelties like barbara just held up the mug i mean they do like mugs if you sell somebody a mug it needs a mug the 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 one thing so i think about like the mindset uh again of my 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 teenage daughter um or when you see those cosplayers they do like to be that quirky that where you've got to say now what is that on your shirt like really obscure Mm -hmm. like um my my son and i are really into mystery science theater and he yeah. he's got a shirt that only like if you're at like Ralph Tower. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He's got he he's he, my wife is going to make him the um, uh, Joyky Joel Mike Christmas. Um, <laughs> but no, if he was at a convention of ten thousand people, how many people would yeah. actually? But but there are people that would see it. I think though, like speaking with silver, for you know, Silverline stuff, we're still so small. There's still not enough of a cultural phenomenon. Um, it, we, it would be great. I think we should do it. Like we should, we, we need to keep, yeah. um, but there's gotta be a little more of a culture from where you got that, where you know, you're going to see somebody else at the convention and we could get there. And I think this should be part of it. But yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I think once you, you need that, you need a little momentum. Um, yeah. Uh, I Phil said cosplay. I, I, I do like the exploited cosplay. I think that's yeah. a good one. And I think that can, you know, is we got to get rolling in the cosplay. Civil, I think female character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A character, I agree. Character shirts would be awesome. Yeah. Um, again, with uh, they're expensive, and when you want to, if you need to make a profit on, them, you got to buy yeah. a thousand of them. And then Roland's, yeah, saying um, when we wear shirts as a group, it really, yeah. When uh, Daytona, that's the only one that I've been at that Silverline's been at. Um, is we all had our Silverline shirts on, and yeah. you could spot us. There was, uh, it was awesome. Um, Bright red. So, yeah. yep, yep. Um, and then. Yep, it's expensive. Yeah, Roland saying it is certainly expensive. And how do you make that? Um, so, if, like from Roland's standpoint or standpoint or Barb, like how much money do we spend on a thousand t-shirts or advertising? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like t-shirts get expensive call. really fast because yeah. yeah, you got to buy a lot now, of them. Now, see, yeah. I have a Divinity t-shirt, but because I specifically took my Divinity logo, took it to Zazzle, yeah. and I put on a shirt. <laughs> right. It's one shirt. It's but, one. but for you, would like if you needed to sell it. You probably wouldn't make a profit on that one. Oh no, no, no! I got it yeah. for myself to wear it convenient. Well, yeah, I'm saying to buy when, to buy one. It's yeah. like buying a T-shirt. Like you're not going to get, um, yeah. So, Casisi uh, said, "I'm sorry, we've been skipping over these. Um, people don't exploit cosplay at a convention. You, you yeah. should. That's uh, make it more organized rather than mm-hmm. just people showing up. And then, um, I mean, yeah. it would be simple to do yeah. a cat yeah. and mouse cosplay because they basically wear hoodies. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and jeans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have like you have a bunch of stickers wear, and slap them yeah. on people's back, you know. Yeah. Um, Daytona, um, Roland's got a great connection, and Daytona's been really great with us. And I don't know all the details, but they, th- we did a really good job. And I say we, 
Silverline and Roland did a really good job of getting our brand at Daytona. So what that did was people saw our poster, they saw our T-shirts, they saw our names on things, and it was on uh, badges for the um, for the uh, not the attendees, the um, whatever the the, the Exhibitors. People. Exhibitors. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> exhibitor. um, I'm an so exhibitor at, at Thank you. Show. They oh, saw yeah. our name. And so people came around. The, oh, you are Silverline. Yep. Um, Phil uh, Phil said, if I'm uh, at a convention tabling, I want to be wearing Silverline White Devil. Uh, yeah, you got to got to represent. Um, so, mm-hmm. Phil, uh, do you have Silverline uh, gear? I mean, um, and so people ask the question because he's saying create the demand. Yep, they stay man to create site on the team. Yeah. With a shirt saying, uh, sorry, you correct yourself. Site equals site. Do you mean a link? Cause he sees what you're saying. So people see yeah. the shirt, they know silverline.com. So comics.com. Is that what you're saying? Um, but yeah, you got it. You got people. Not, people aren't just confused, right? That's about, that's all the branding. You get your, you get your brand out there. Shirts do cosplay stuff. If you get people to ask you who you are, you are 1000% correct. And that's where we need to get, we need to get that, that groundswell on um, this where the small guys need to get those characters that people want to uh, embrace yeah. and um, become, you know, they so much so that they love the character that they, they want to put the outfit on or do the cosplay. I think it's a fantastic idea. And sometimes ahead. I think that's why I, with me as a, as a small uh, guy doing my stuff, I think that's why, Maybe I argue to a point about doing unique or different things because the idea is I want to try to give something that no one's ever seen before to pique their interest. Yeah, I'm always afraid if I do like a superhero, whatever people are like, yeah, I got Spider Man, right? But if I do something no one's ever seen, it's like, what's that? Because yeah. I always use Ninja Turtles because no one had ever yeah. seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what is that? You know, and no, I, I, actually... I just I just finished a, a show this past weekend in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I sold more. Cat and Mouse and Divinity books there that I've sold in the last like five or six conventions. They they just sold really really well, and I don't know if that's because it's a, it was a market that doesn't very often see comic book shows. There there really isn't a whole lot there. Yeah. Or if it's just that people are just getting tired of DC and Marvel, but it's a great time to start pushing and making your brand noticeable out there. Yeah. It's just yeah. a matter of finding the right. Buttons to push. I yeah. I wonder, I wonder if the luster is going to wear off from the movies because I, I think it's already kind they, of started. They've too, gone past. Little. They've gone past the big guys. All the names. They will they'll probably be reinvigorated when they do X Men, yeah. uh, and maybe Fantastic Four, whatever's on the horizon. Those the, the names. But right now we're in the Eternal Shang Chi. I just finished a show this past weekend in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I sold more. Cat and Mouse and Divinity books there that I've sold in the last like five or six conventions. They they just sold really really well, and I don't know if that's because it's a, it was a, a market that doesn't very often see comic book shows. There there really isn't a whole lot there. Yeah. Or if it's just that people are just getting tired of DC and Marvel, but it's a great time to start pushing and making your brand noticeable out there. Yeah. It's just yeah. a matter of finding the right. I I wonder I wonder if the luster is going to wear off from the movies because I I think it's already kind of started. They've gone past they've gone past the big guys, all the names. They will probably be reinvigorated when they do X Men uh, and maybe Fantastic Four, whatever's on the horizon. Those the the names, but right now we're in the 
Eternal Shang Chi. That's great stuff. Moon Knight does nothing for it, me. I have yeah. no interest in and it's fine. It. I, I'm not opposed to it, but I think yeah. we will pass a. Oh my goodness! I and every and now suddenly everybody's a comic book fan. Fine, find some. Suddenly we're all great. Yeah. I think that luster is going to wear off. The the I'm cool because I have a Tony Stark or a Cap. I mean, the know, bloom yeah. is off the rose. Yeah, I. Yeah. I think maybe, and I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's, but... it's just the typical oversaturation. Yeah. Yep, Every, like uh, everything. Yeah. And we have John Medic, the third, joining us. Wait, John, Did I, he I finally make it? Dude, I mean, they're great. Yeah. Hey, uh, John, say hello real quick. Get th- hey, four everybody. seconds. John Medic, author of Sniper and Rook. Sniper and Rook, that was just. Successfully kickstarted. Kick yes, and I already gave the thanks. So, uh, well, let you say thanks again if you want. Go for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's that's why I definitely had to get on. Um, yes. Thank you, everybody who um, read one of the posts. Definitely everybody who contributed and um, backed the project. It means the world to all of us. Thank you so congrats. much for making yeah, this congrats. successful. Yeah. Yeah, well um, thank you to everybody who read a post, liked a post, forwarded it, shared it, told somebody about it. Um, you know, or even just like put up with seeing them. Thank you, everybody. Seriously, yeah. it is so cool. And we can't get you, I can't wait to get you issue number two. Yes. Uh, we'll announce who the uh, penciler on that one is uh, soon enough. It is a Silverline alum who's done other Silverline work, and he is blowing the doors off the next issue. Do I? Um, but, have a- but again, uh, from, from the bottom of my heart, you know, thank you to everybody that uh, helped with the campaign. Yeah, and awesome job on the campaign. It was a, it was a huge success. And and I told everybody they'll be getting these in a couple weeks. So um, a reminder to all of you out there that back these when you get these in the mail, when you get them, take a picture, post it, you know, and tag uh, oh, yeah. at, at Silverline. And we do have a hashtag, Make Mine Silverline. Um, when I put it up there, you know, it tells you that fewer than a thousand of people have posted this. Let's get that over a thousand. So it stops telling me that. Let's, let's put a hashtag, <laughs> Make Mine Silverline up there. Um, and uh, we, we're, we're going to keep growing because, John, we're talking about, and, and I think this is a good time to transition. We're talking about, does Comixology in the digital world really get us much? Should we be concerned that Amazon has taken Comixology? And Roland tossed it out there, and we kind of tossed this around. We mm-hmm. think that it might be a failing enterprise. So they're, they're going to they're gonna circle the wagons on Comixology. They're going to nurse it along, but not really, not really give it its due. And we wonder, is that a bad thing? I don't know, because it, it doesn't, doesn't promote the little guy. It doesn't help the little guy much. So we think we're poised... We, we, to, to, to hopefully point more people towards the indies like us and uh, titles like sniper and rook are not a cookie cutter of a, of any other superhero or anything no. like that. They they're unique. And I think, so we, we've talked about branding sniper and rooks, a great one. If people want to do cosplay, if people want to wear a sniper and rook t-shirt or something, I think it's a great one. Um, so, but we got Cassisi here. I don't want to uh, forget. I says, I think um, dark spins, maybe the next big thing already versus. Yeah. Uh, RJ Joe Transformers. Yeah, there was a hint. There was a, I don't know if it's just rumor about an R-rated Star Trek. I think more. Yeah, it was were, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, and and then nothing, nothing happened with that. So um, maybe it still will. Yeah, I. For me, I don't know. Like with watching Discovery, hearing an F bomb on this on Star Trek was kind of like, for me. And I'm I, I get Take you out of the uh, yeah, disbelief. I, and I'm not some sort of you know wilting flower or some ooh, heavens uh, uh, swear words. It's, it's not for it's, it's not for you and me. Yeah, it's just not so so. Yeah. But but you're I mean, but because I, I have no in, I have no interest in seeing Discovery. Yeah. It's yeah, I, I don't. 
Right. I, I, I think uh, it, it's not it's not the Star Trek I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, th- I think, though, you're right. But that's fine. That's the, fine. Having more grown uh, up. It, it's getting some G.I. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. It's but, it's it's Star Trek kind of seems to reinvent itself for every generation. Yeah. The comedy. Yeah, that it does. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I've watched uh, parts of the fourth season of Discovery. It, 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 it's okay. It's definitely not really Star Trek. It's, you know, um, no. I'm looking forward uh, to yeah. uh, Strange okay. New Worlds, though. Strange New Worlds. I love, mm. uh, I can't think of the actor's name. I'm sorry, who plays the new Captain Pike. And, uh, oh, he, I, see, I've, yeah. not watched, yeah. I've not watched Discovery yet. I'm so I won't spoil anything. That, but, that, oh, that I, I does really look, interesting. But, uh, Pike, look interesting. Captain Pike. Is it Pike and uh, Rebecca Romain? What, oh, Rebecca Romain. Is she, uh, she's she, number one? Yeah. Number two. Is she going to be on the spinoff? I don't know. I, 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 saying, saying actors' names, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not familiar with their names. Um, oh, Mystique? is that? Okay. Um, uh, yeah, before, Rowan, so, because Cassisi said, yeah. he said, I should clarify. I think more mature, darker storylines from characters. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll go over meaning. I think he means that that will be a, a hit. It does, you know what, though? Um, as far as numbers, R-rated stuff does not do as well as PG-13 yeah. or PG stuff because you can't take yeah. the family. You don't know what you're getting into. And Roland does. He says – Roland's saying, I think I hope Kazisi's wrong. I don't want more R-rated superhero yeah. comics. I don't either. Um, I don't know what the market wants. And uh, Brent Larson is here. Speaking of R-rated, folks, uh, cover your ears. Yeah, Brent, last one Brent's in. here. <laughs> blank, 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 blank. <laughs> where's, where's the beep button? This is a family show, Brent. <laughs> Um, so Brent, we're, uh, we have transitioned into the, uh, the free for all. If you want to chime in though, on our, uh, the comiXology, it's seen it, from what we're, we're seeing, the, the news is saying that Amazon's taking it and, and taking the comiXology offering. Cause it is an Amazon product, but they're just moving it all to Amazon. Barb is reading a bunch of people reporting that the new releases aren't showing up. You can't search by publisher. So if, if, you know, if we were on comiXology, um, they can't search by silver line. Um, there's a lot of bugs in the system but we also think it may not be holding up that it may not be um friendly uh, to uh, small publishers making a prospect uh, for them so yeah it's, it's so we we wonder if, if we're poised if we if we need to keep pushing which we're, we're doing where i think um we, we have grown exponentially uh the number of titles we have and so it, it's an awesome awesome place to be um Phil, uh, Phil says, uh, let's see, um, Star Trek went too much to space opera like Star Wars instead of more or Star Wars instead of more high sci-fi. Yeah, we, I think we, we do this every week. We get we get we we go down the Star Wars Star Trek path. But how do we, um, how do we get on Star Wars and Star Trek we, every single every week? week? Um, the new yes, John the uh, Captain Pike strong. is in a few episodes of Discovery with the Enterprise, uh, right? Because it's pre Kirk. And so they, the the new spinoff is coming, I think, this month, and that's what oh, I'm cool. looking looking forward to. Um, Strange you know, New Worlds or something so, like that. So the 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 next Trek series I'm interested in dropping, I think it's dropping in March. Uh, the Orville season three. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And if you have not watched um, Seth MacFarlane's The Orville, you really I've should. Heard I've heard it. Really I mean, good. it is it is Trek. It's got Trek. It's DNA. next generation. Yeah, it's yeah. next yeah. generation. It, it totally it fits in in that world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's got heart. It's not just yes, the Orville yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know it. It's got heart. It's got great stories. It's got great acting. It's 
it's really Chuck, all that and it has a real bag jokes. of chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you, you sold me a fart joke there, Rob. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, Phil says yeah, Orville's more Phil Star truth. Trek. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've been having a hard time getting through the newest newest Star Trek. I do like Lower Decks because that's next gen, and it is total. Like they they make some some obscure references. I mean, you got to know Star Trek. Sometimes they make they make amazing references. Um, for for the true fans so i've i've enjoyed that now what about um i anybody anybody reading anything good um i'll go first because i'm because i want i want to mention i picked up a, a kids graphic novel uh my 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 10 year old's been totally into um uh, this series uh, called owly she really likes them but um we picked up this book called auto o-t-t-o and the author calls it a palindrama and it's all palindromes <laughs> and it's hilarious it's hilarious so his name is Otto and he said um you know he'll say wow and you know um but then you know his parents are talking to him it's all these little like vignettes i think it's all in his imagination i i thumbed through most of it i didn't quite pick up the the storyline but it's very clever very cute um all palindromes that you know are, are little they make it clunky um but it works like he clearly wrote these panels around this weird <laughs> palindrome. Oh, like he says, uh, he's standing looking at looking down on the road. He says, oh, a Toyota. And then um, someone sitting, they're watching cars going, she says, says something. I think she says, oh, no, no Hondas. No, sad, no Hondas. I think. So I don't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. oh sad, no Hondas. Sad. Anyways, but it's all palindromes. But that's why. Wow. Yeah. I just, I just finished. Right. Yeah. 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 It's very clever. I just finished an audio book, which I'm, I'm way, way late to the party on reading yeah. this, and I'm sure you guys have all read it. It's, it's Hatchet. Um, from like from a, it's 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 a, it's a more from, of a, a young teens or, uh, or yeah, yeah. from forever ago. Gary Paulson. Yeah. yeah, Gary Paulson. Thank you. Yeah. Gary Paulson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just I, I didn't know these books existed. I'm like, where have I been all this time? <laughs> yeah, Hatchet's a great one. Hatchet, Hat, and then there's a there's a sequel i don't yeah there's like five sequels is there, so oh wow I, really i have to get them so, i mean and i like <laughs> i like young teen books sometimes like i love the harry potter Albert. series <laughs> you know i read yeah. the harry potter series and like them yeah. as an adult and i'm enjoying hatchet as an Good. adult so yeah. i know i'm i'm like uh 50 years behind <laughs> <but whatever. laughs> that's okay that's okay and um yeah i i've been revisiting the uh the Crondor, I don't know if it's a Crondor series. Uh, um, Raymond Feist at Feist F E I S T. Oh, he wrote um, for Magician Apprentice, Magician mm -hmm. Master. Uh, oh so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Darkness at Sethanon or something like that. They're really, yeah. really good. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed those. Uh, so, because uh, he's got a question, um, what does everyone think about comic books in VR? Being able to read the comic in a VR environment? Wow, that cool. yeah, that would be cool. If if it, if you haven't done VR, you have a big um, hand to turn the page. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. So I was imagining like you're if you're standing in a comic book scene that you could completely mm -hmm. do that. Um, because the only thing that would be that hard would be in easy. VR, and this is the same thing I think gamers even game designers, <clears throat> excuse me, have a hard time with is focusing people's attention. They're telling a the narrative right. because you are right. in a virtual environment. You can look anywhere. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think, <clears throat> I think you would have like a three dimensional, like book, but it would be just kind of flat in front of you. I don't know it, if you could enter 
a comic world and be able to tell what you're well, I don't know. What, yeah, a coherent narrative because you can hmm. wander around and do whatever. The ideas you'd want to fuss, I don't know. That would be an interesting experiment. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, he said something uh, there's Mad Fire comics, which is uh, Oh, I didn't even know that. Which is comics and VR. I want I want to check yeah. that out. Yeah, because we do yeah. have a we got a, a VR headset for, for Christmas and um wow. again Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh yeah. If, if if you want to geek out on Star Trek stuff, you can be on the Enterprise D or the original Enterprise, and you're at the panel. You're you're uh, at the helm, or you're you know you got engineer. Oh, is, is that that thing I see see advertised on Facebook where uh, Spiner and yes. breaks? No, and no, no. That's a, some young lady. That's or a that's a that, phone game. Oh, that's the online that's a, game. Yeah. That's so this one. Game. This one is that's, VR. That's different. You are in. You okay. are. You can play with four people. Um, as a bridge crew, somebody's the captain, uh, helm, engineering, and tactical. And give it all she's got. It's three. It's three D. <laughs> so you've got your hands. You know, you got you. You can manipulate your hands like so, and your arms move and your head move. And it's you got. Did this, you just this, do the robot? <laughs> well, yeah, I was being data. You can do uh, or, uh, B, I was B four. How's that? A little better. Uh, so you can. Uh, you you got the you got your panels in front of you, the view screen, um, and it's three D. You. Press your yeah. you know, virtual buttons. It's crazy. It's so does it make cool. life like boop sounds? It does beep boop beep. It what? really can't it, you do different decks? Like can't you no, do like virtual. the next generation bridge? <laughs> oh, the old yeah, bridge. That was good. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned D. You Tell mentioned me the ready. original, and, and then oh, you can the so Kelvin a, timeline. I don't yeah. know if it's. I think it is. You're on the USS Aegis, A E G I S, and I think that's just a made up ship for this for the game. It, it has there's a campaign yeah. mode for this ship, and it. Technologically, it seems like it's ahead of the Enterprise D. It has more like HUD rather than touchscreen, like the Enterprise D has. But you can go on the Enterprise D. It's so cool. The graphics are a little clunky. Like all VR graphics it's, it's are a little an older, clunky. Older it's, game. It's yeah. an emerging technology. Oh yeah, exactly. And I, I love like VR graphics. Like they look really cool. Like from this far, but then when you like you put your face through them, like they get all grainy and weird. But I lo- I've been loving the VR yeah. stuff. Yeah, Made Fire because he's using correcting them. Okay, so yeah. that's the name of the company. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to check that out. That is a yeah. That's I think interesting... VR comics can do some interesting stuff. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Again, it would be controlling the narrative of the story. And if somebody can wander around, uh, just kind of look away or go look at a tree or look at something else, if they're in the if they're in the environment, be you want to keep their focus. To, to, like to be in a so you'd be in a still image. Yeah. You walk, like I'm imagining you walking around it, like walking around yeah. all sides of 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 you know somebody two pages punching. Oh, okay. So Cassisi says that's the that's the thing. You are the hero. Yeah. You, oh, you create could, the world. That's interesting. interesting. I, you know, it's I like a sandbox. You want a sandbox? Yeah. We make your own comic. Hmm. Oh, they walk through the story as the hero. Hmm. That would be interesting. Ah. Is it is it set up like one of the old choose your own adventure books where like almost kind of like yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, you know, I so guess you're all like drawing like you, your own. You chose to do this or this, and does it redirect the story, or is it just yeah. like a simple walkthrough, like a dragon flare originally from the video game? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, I don't think what he's talking about is made for. Yeah, it, yeah, and I'd be, I'd be, I mean, comic books. 
see the, I think that. Well, that wouldn't be comic books then. Mm. Oh, gotcha. yeah. That comes it's, to the it's argument. It's like, yeah, when you have uh, motion comics and they try to do motion comics, is it comic books? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no. Yeah. Um, it's a I, moving I, still image. Yeah. Once you add movement, physical, actual movement, then it's like more towards a movie. And I think it just has to do with the language Ooh. you're dealing with. There's a specific language yeah. to movies and the language to comic still images. And once you add movement and you should start bringing in some of that language of movies in the comics, then it starts to blur the line. I don't that think people more should, of a I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. Yeah. I just said it kind of blurs the line. I think there are languages yeah. to these things that I think kind of have to be adhered to a little bit to make that that genre. If that makes sense. Yeah, because because once it's moving, your imagination is no longer imagining the movement, and you're no longer seeing something in the own time, your own time, however you want to view it. That's that's the beauty of comic books and prose is you can linger on a sentence for as right. long as you want. You can linger on a panel or a page for as long as you want. Whereas you know with a movie, you can pause it, but that's dumb. Yeah, you don't know that's not, that's not made for that. You can you can't go back to look at something. If you're um, in the page, yeah. If right, you could, so. if there's no movement, you're just looking at a still image. It, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, this is, I don't think it's arguing either or. I mean, I think right. you could do variations on comics in there. It would just be figuring out ways to translate the language of comic sequential art into VR to keep it comics. Because there is kind of a fine yeah. line, uh, I, I think. Yeah. In the um, image. I think you're right. Yeah, because I, I, I want to see what exactly it, it's like. Cause I, yeah. Cause is it, I think, is it, I, yeah. I think I get more reference. Two-dimensional, or is it like a full 3D that yeah. you're walking just around? Just like one feel of view. Because uh, yeah. either way, it's kind of cool. Cause I think it's great. Seeing yeah. in, in the VR world, when you look around and you've got an entire environment around you, it's really, really amazing uh yeah um i i like it and also sometimes it does make me sick (laughs) (laughs) but playing first person i I tried playing uh blades and blade and sorcerer or something like that it's just like a fantasy hack and slash and i got about five minutes and i wanted to throw (laughs) up i couldn't do it but i can do a a a biplane dogfight one just fine Um, yeah it's weird i i I looked at because i you know i've done vr and i talked to people who developed and and the thing because i play they call it getting your VR legs, like getting your, you know, sea legs. legs. Yeah. Um, but it is such a risk. When I tell people they wear VR, you know, I'm like, you get motion sickness. No, like a little bit. And I'm like, because I had friends like, yeah, a little, and then they come on like, holy, you know, yeah. like, yeah, it's because it, your brain thinks you're moving, but your legs aren't right. moving, so your brain just can't figure out what's going on. They have people who have done stuff where they have they will bounce up and down in their seat to mimic movement. And that helps a little bit. Because it's such a trick of the brain. Your brain yeah. can't figure out what you're sitting down, but you're moving. But you're I, thinking, I don't, yeah, you're I don't flying for yeah, yeah. And then so, then adding like a flight game or oh, I, I did this yeah. one. Where you're like a robot, and you're you can you're, you have thrusters on your arms, so you you can yeah. fly, and you're all over the place. And I same thing, just it's it's kind of like being in an IMAX theater. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. You yeah. feel where that? Yep. Yeah, where I'm sitting there, I'm like. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know when I'm I'm supposed to be sitting still, and you're not even moving. That uh, yeah. The, but uh, then is it still a comic? That's a great question. Yeah, that's the question. Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. And I, I do think there's certain. I mean, can you cross mediums like movies, comics, yeah. games? I, I think yeah, sure. But I do think 
there's advantage and disadvantages to each medium. And I think some of the best representations of those mediums are ones that use that language specifically. Maybe some of the best movies out there are ones that use the language of filming to tell their story that are fantastic. I mean, you know, a cinematography, things of that nature, things you can't get in comics and other things. So back to the VR here, uh, Mr. Richard Dunn here said, my son literally held the back of my shirt as I attempted <laughs> There are videos of people, people just launching themselves into their yeah. into the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It is unnerving. It's such a strange sensation. You want to it step is. or fall um, yeah, or I, I've I've tried to lean against a virtual object. Uh, yeah. My son did it too. He's playing playing uh, super hot, and there's a right the barrier, TV. and he just like laid out flat on the floor. It's hilarious. Yeah, put yeah. all your pillows around. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, and then when you uh, when you come out of it, it was yeah, it was literally going to fall over. Yeah. When you come out of the VR world too, and you're like, oh wait, this? How did I? I'm facing the wrong. <laughs> I thought. Yeah, you were yeah. over there. This is why uh, people who like horror, if you like horror movies and games, oh, playing horror games in VR is a whole different Oh, issue. boy. Yeah, I don't know. I love it. For instance, oh. Give me a for instance. Um, for horror? Yeah. yeah. Um, I know Resident Evil. They made an Resident Evil, but there is... Just one, just a sec. I... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Like, Aaron. like, if you're sitting in the dark, you can't, like, it, if you're watching a horror movie and something scary you're most of the time in a safe environment. You can look away. I mean, you can look at your clock or your chair. You, you know that you're safe. When you're in VR, it's all around you. I mean, you have things yeah. coming at you. You can't back up or move away. So you oh, are yeah. there. No, thank you. So the horror takes no, a so whole good. other dimension. I'm not yeah. into horror. There's, there's, you're not selling me. Really bad. It's definitely one of those things I try. I'm actually kind of hooked on him because... It's called Dreadhall is one I've been... I've, mm. I haven't yeah. played it. I heard Dreadhall. Hmm. I want Resident to try Evil. it. Resident Evil is pretty much more zombies or whatever. I'm trying to think of yeah. it. There was one called um, Russia, like Russia Blood or something that you're on like a roller coaster. And you're, you, so I think it's for PlayStation only. And you can shoot, yeah, these guns, you can shoot stuff, but you can't control what's coming out. You see, you have like spiders crawling over you. No, 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 there yeah, was when, when the augmented reality first came out with oh. the, the headset, you put your phone in, you would mm-hmm. walk through your house and it mapped out your house. And then when it got dark, you, you went through it and like all the pictures with eyes would blink at you. Things oh. would come around the corner and look around. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. the coolest thing ever at all. So it's, it's yeah. your house, but it's haunted or something. I think that well. the augmented reality is the next step in the VR world because because if yeah, you can play yeah. if you yeah, can play Dungeons and Dragons, you know, in a in an empty room or an empty I don't know, a couple rooms, whatever, and they in the augmented reality puts up, you know, stone walls and and, right. and creeping moss, and you have a, a sword in your hand, or you know, and um, that's the next step because, yeah. uh, well, like uh, Demio is another one. If you like uh, tabletop or a D and D, there's a game yeah. called Demio, and you've got your little characters, and you zoom in on them. It's 3D. You move the board around. Uh, that one's really really cool. I've uh, been playing a Doom. VR Doom Three in VR oh, a bit yeah, with the demons coming at you. Yeah, the reason uh, like that's scary. I'm like, well, no, because you got a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's scary when it's like you know you can fight back. So right. that's, if you got to yeah. run with no yeah. shotgun with a chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's scary. Um, 
But I, but yeah. they, they're so creepy in the game. They, they're very quiet. So there's been many times I've turned around and one's like right on me, and I'm like, "Whoa, where'd you <laughs> yeah. come from?" So, yeah. so um, f- this is the first. This is the first everyone because CC says I think you're right, Scott. So guys, see, I'm right. <laughs> Screenshot. I'm Screenshot. right. For, <laughs> wow. For the record, put it out. Um, hang it on the wall. He says, uh, "You want, he wants to learn to write in that world, write yeah. for that world. So you want to write for which world? VR. Like, I think uh, he's VR, writing VR, VR world. Yeah, the VR. Yeah. I think yeah. that yeah. definitely that is. If you could go, that's untold frontiers. I mean, yeah. If you could find a way to do it, I think it'd be fun. I mean, you're creating new languages. Vid- the write- writing for video games, mm-hmm. and I, am, I, I, I don't have experience this from what I, you know, I had, a, I took a class on and stuff. But that is a that is a skill in and of itself because you have to. Um, you were saying this. Where do you, about the comic books? Where do you lead the eye? You have to lead yeah. the character, yeah. and especially now, in you know, mm-hmm. you're not going left to right like Mario. Yeah. You're you. How do you lead them through a world? Right. There's no and now with sandbox. these free yeah. form, yeah. form sandbox worlds, how do you guide them along? And that's a writing, a writing uh, form mm-hmm. in and of itself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because he wants on to write yeah. augmented reality. You're right. Yeah, yeah, write a story cool. that in an augmented reality world. That's that's that would the be new, cool. it's a new frontier there. So uh, Richard Dunn, VIP, uh, yeah. <laughs> says, yeah, turn house the castle that. Wolfenstein. Yeah, you have to walk along the wall and hold spacebar the whole time to find the secrets. Well, they have these. Uh, they've they've talked about these glasses or other augmented reality glasses yeah. that people could wear. Too Basically, creepy. you know, there there was one guy who was funny. He was talking about the social implications. I won't get into here, but just the idea that you would walk down the street and you can see like reviews of restaurants. Say you walk by a restaurant, yeah. if you look at it, there'll be something that pop up to tell you about the restaurant ad. So it's like you can see ads in a whole different way. But just think how amazing that would be for shut-ins or or people that you know can't afford to go to paris if, uh, yeah. if, if yeah. it is more if it's start walking around and they have reviews of people pop up like, yeah no, actually that's the other thing there was a, a dark mirror episode about that yeah, yeah you, they were you, saying that that you could if you get to the point that you could write reviews or stuff for people, say walking down and over Barber, mm-hmm. it'll say something bad about Uber you. Everyone can see that, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so this is how like you could do social ostracization yep. or something. Yeah, yeah. so it could be, yeah, it could be kind of bad. Social credits. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, so I, it's I, I think it's coming. I don't again. I don't really think people are going to wear glasses down the street. I mean, you know, no. you have to wear regular glasses, but the idea of where okay. I can see this working next, if it's. Like yeah, the next thing you'll do is you'll see people wearing masks down the street. In the bank. In the car by yourself. You're going to have to violent. Yeah, they all wear masks. And that whole facial recognition stuff. Uh, Rob Davis putting glasses on there. Well, you know, I almost think like if people eventually can hack your glasses, could they put fake images in your glasses? You could always take them off, I guess, but... Yeah, one company yeah, does have a, be... like you wear contacts and put glasses on over it, and it's like a double HUD. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I I like the so the the idea of like a Ready Player One world. I think that's different entering, but yeah, having your real world become the virtual yeah. world as well, and have it yeah. having your, your social so credit. Weird. It would change the way you see the world, it's weird especially for us. young people. Fifty years from now, it won't be weird. Yeah. But should yeah, you I know. be encouraging people to go outside and get some more sun? You know, as much as facial recognition, as much as facial recognition is used in some countries, that's that we're going to see that really, really soon in some countries. Yeah. yeah. 
Bart may not be joining us for our next I think is that's, isn't that what the whole meta thing with Facebook is? And that's not yeah. like an augmented reality. Isn't that what they're yeah. going for? Well, meta, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That sounds like. That's what the meta is supposed to be. Yeah. Really? Augmented reality is something. I haven't seen yeah. enough movies yeah. to, to warn us. <laughs> it's, I know. We're gonna you, have you see all the it's like everyone does these technologies and you see all the horror stories and sci fi from years ago about it and they all seem to be self fulfilling. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. We're gonna have way. AI, we're gonna have robots that predict what we say and whether right. we're saying the truth or not. Yeah. Deep and that, fakes. That, and that, oh, that's oh, that's deep weird. Fakes are scary. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. some scary stuff. Yep, and let's take every dystopian future and just throw it against the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm more scared oh, about AI than any, any zombies or or vampires. Yeah. AI is the one. If we got robots that can, I mean, we're not. We I think we were already past wait, any Terminator wait. robots. Mm. Wait a minute. What zombies? Not- You've never been on a campus. <laughs> Where everyone's walking oh. around like this. Oh. Yeah. Well, they're trying to, eat, trying to right eat your brain. That's the no. thing. So well, you can walk around. They don't, well, they are like zombies. Yeah. I, I'm inclined to agree. I have to say, when I walk around Ooh. school every day, and I'm probably the oldest person. And all the ladies are looking at you? Uh, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm older than oh, my professors. I would say the, young, the youngest of them are more engaging. You, you walk by and smile, they'll say hello. It's the professors that are in their like upper thirties, forties that are staring at their phone. Yes. Those those college te- those, uh, those professors, they're they're teachers at college, the college level, and he's not even, he's not even listening. He's a bunch of jerks, bunch of self righteous. <laughs> they all must pay. <laughs> Uh, there, there is a trend, and it is, it's encouraging. In the last few years, the purchase of outdoor equipment and uh, RVs and campers has, yeah. has skyrocketed. Yeah, it's it's still, oh yeah, it's still going. And um, oh, shit, that's our business plan buying open a lot and park what's, RVs. What's after millennials, Gen Z? They are, yeah. they it? are getting away from their their mobile devices and their phones and that yeah, that online. Not, so, yeah, I think that's a, that's a, it, it serves a purpose. I mean, we we can reach a market. We're doing it right here. This is what we're, yeah. we're doing. But but you're right. Get outside. Go do a thing. Uh, have a have a a skill um, that's not swiping, scrolling all the time. Um, but yeah, this I think this natural trend. We again the convenience. We talked about Amazon. You can click, click, add to cart, and two days later you got it. You don't have to go and fight the crowd yeah. at the, the stores. Anything. You don't have to. Yeah, you and can get, not find it. <laughs> and and so convenience of a of a virtual world uh, or what you know an augmented reality world. I don't know. I don't know what what. what and then what, there's there's, the then there's me who is the oldest one of this group, and I've got no. two Kindles, uh, two laptops, two iPads, <laughs> uh, you know, an iPhone. It's, it's like, what? Where did I go off the rails? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you read books on your Kindle, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah see, so you're already back squarely in reality again. Every every day, I, I read it for at least an hour or two a day. So yes. Yeah, I would say give a hoot, read a book. <laughs> yeah. I think was I that Krusty or was that who was that? Give a hoot, rewind, be kind, <laughs> rewind. Yeah, be kind, rewind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, kids won't even know what that means. Anymore. Right, be kind, rewind. They don't. Rewind. They don't. <laughs> yeah, they not. Nah, who remembers 
Well, oh yeah. Oh, oh did, did, with did the joystick. Did we oh, talk about this? Oh, the, with the paddle, the the knobs. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. People are buying. Did we talk about this last time? People are buying. So get on Craigslist right now. Go to the free section. Look at all the tube televisions under the curb alert. People are mm-hmm. buying cathode ray tube television yep. sets so they can play their retro right. games because the frame rate and all is is in the um the, there's a the delay the way it talks your your n64 or your nes yeah um it's not too late to change <laughs> uh yeah prof man uh <laughs> I, I think he can rescind my, my yes, yeah. uh, diploma. Uh, he comes to my house and takes it off the wall. Um, yeah, the people are buying tube televisions to play their old yeah. their old video games. Well, because and they my look laser on, on current it, digital. Yeah. They um, look. Ter- yeah. I tried to play Goldeneye on a on a uh, widescreen widescreen ten eighty p. It was awful. Yeah, I'd, yeah. <laughs> I'd love. To there's that. a. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, a, no sh- a new show out uh, called Archive 88, which I've been watching. It's like a kind of a horror show. But in that, this guy collects old VHS tapes. I've heard of this before. I think my cousin did this too a little bit. Well, they'll buy random VHS, not store, but like personal VHS oh, yeah. tapes that people record. People, a There's a, a market, underground market, people buying to see what people record on or whatever. Hmm. I don't know. It's like mystery <laughs> tapes. It's like, and yeah. in the show, he bought like a mystery tape. Like, I'll figure out what's on this or whatever. It was really, yeah. Um, that's wow. Because I'm just, saying, I just helped a old couple move from their house to assisted living, and they had mountains and mountains. He was a yeah. he was a total video video file and slides and eight millimeter tapes and tons of stuff. Yeah. And that they didn't know what to do with yeah, all see, this I, stuff. I, last, uh, last Christmas for my gifts for my kids, I took all of their VHS tapes from when they were growing up and yeah. I, I had it digitized. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 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 People yeah. still buy uh, audio, the old mixtapes. Yeah. People will buy those. Yeah. I know there was a lady in Portland uh, that did a, a radio show that her entire thing was just playing mixtapes that people send into her from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. That's... that's... My son's favorite Christmas gift from his in-laws was a uh, a phonograph. Oh yeah, oh, played wow. records on that. Yep, that was Love his it. favorite That's... gift. Oh, they still sell them. Yeah, you can <laughs> buy them. They yeah, still I, sell I, them. I have one. Yeah, I used yeah. To work in a record yeah. store, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, people still love vinyl. I mean, I know oh, yeah. Portland, you know, where I live is, is very in the kitsch on the ground. And so there's entire stores that sell nothing but vinyl stuff yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then the equipment to use it. It is interesting because, I mean, you are seeing snapshots into history, especially with the VHS tapes. And people doing home recordings, you're seeing snapshots yeah. in the history, like 30 25 30 years old even yeah, longer yeah it's weird That's, yeah yep. so so we've got vr and augmented reality uh ready player one on the horizon and people are laying needle to vinyl and listening to all the hi-fi crackles and it's awesome stuff <laughs> so that is it for our show for the wednesday show it is in the books and uh, we're going to say good night and we'll see you next week and in the meantime as always make my good night everybody Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, 
LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.